This is Rhema for Today. You see, He honors the Word. When you don't believe the Word, when you don't honor the Word, when you don't act upon the Word, then He doesn't have anything to honor in your life or to make good in your life. There's a text in the Old Testament that says that He has magnified His Word above His name. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, I want to ask you this question. Could you pray for someone who's lost and get them saved without them believing in salvation or in Jesus? No. I said no. You could pray from here to yonder, so to speak, and never get them saved. Now, your prayers in praying, interceding for someone will cause the Spirit of God to move upon them. But they're never going to be saved until they start believing Jesus is the Savior. Jesus died for their sin and accept Him as their Lord and Savior. Now, could you pray with someone? I'm talking about praying with someone now. I'm not talking about interceding for them and praying that their eyes would be open, that they'd see these things. But could you pray with someone like this woman brought her daughter to receive, for instance, the baptism of the Holy Ghost without their believing in the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Certainly not. Certainly not. Then how are you going to pray with someone and get them healed when they don't believe in healing? Well, now, some folks said, well, God will just heal some of those people just to prove that it's so. Well, why doesn't he save some people whether they want to be saved or not, or whether they believe it or not, just to prove the salvation so? Why doesn't he just go ahead and fill some of them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Ghost just to prove that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is right or real? Well, in the first place, if you've ever read your New Testament at all, you know God doesn't work like that. I said, God doesn't work like that. Amen. He works from the standpoint of what you will. The last leaf of the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible. The Word of God said, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. Whosoever will, let him come. It's according to your will. Let him come and take the water of life freely. God works on the principle of faith. Are you listening to me? He gives you his word so you can have faith. Faith is based on what God said. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then he expects you to come according to the word and believe it. You see, He honors the Word. When you don't believe the Word, when you don't honor the Word, when you don't act upon the Word, then He doesn't have anything to honor in your life or to make good in your life. 
There's a text in the Old Testament that says that he has magnified his word above his name. Well, you're not going to get healed just humoring somebody else. That's what the daughter was doing, just humoring her mother, you see. In other words, you can't ride into heaven on mama's coattail. And you can't ride into divine healing on mama's coattail or anybody else's. Amen. Well, now then, uh, how, how are you going to help this woman, though? Is there no way to help her? Well, we all know that sometimes there's special manifestations of the Spirit of God. If God says something, well, you can act upon it, but there's no manifestation. I'll be honest with you, tell the truth about it. I, I never felt so dry at the time this lady brought her to the parsonage. She brought her daughter in the middle of the afternoon to the parsonage where I was staying. And, you know, I didn't feel even spiritual. I didn't have any anointing. I didn't have any, you know. But what are you going to do? Well, thank God for the holy written word of God. That word is true. Amen, isn't it? That word never changes. That word never fails. It was the word of God yesterday. It's the word of God today. It'll be the word of God tomorrow. And God honors his word. Now, how am I going to help that woman then? She don't believe in divine healing. Well, I cannot help her, really, unless I can get the word into her. So I just simply said to her, now, I'm not saying that it said it. Of course, I knew it did. And I knew she didn't know it said it. Because if she had known what the word of God said, she couldn't have said, I don't believe in divine healing. Amen. Or else she just didn't believe the Bible, one of the two. I found out she's Baptist. Baptists believe the Bible. If you can just show them what the Bible said, you've got them. So I said, I'm not saying it said it. But now just suppose that the Bible said himself, Jesus, took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. Would divine healing be for you? Would it be the will of God to heal you? Why, she said, certainly. See, I'd already ascertained that she was Baptist. And she knew she was born again. Well, I said, there's a Bible lying right there on the table by the side of the chair in the living room here where we were in this part. There's a Bible lying right there. Just get that Bible for yourself and open it up to Matthew 8 and read to me out loud the 17th verse. Now, before she ever read, see, before she ever opened the Bible up, she looked at the back of it and saw that it said Schofield Reference Edition. And she smiled being Baptist. She smiled and said, well, that's just like my Bible at home. <laughs> Good, I said. Now open it up to Matthew 8, 17. So she opened it up to Matthew 8, 17. I said, read that out loud. She had the Bible lying in her lap, so she was looking down at her lap and at the Bible, and she read that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Read that out loud. As we sat, the pastor, her mother, myself, and she in the living room of this parsonage. And she read that verse. And then she didn't lift up her head. Now, I know it must have been probably 10 seconds. But at a time like that, it seemed like, you know, it's 10 minutes. Nobody says anything, you know, just waiting. And her head's down, you know. I don't know what she's going to do or say. And suddenly she looked up. When she did, I could see tears glistening in her eyes. And she said, Brother Hagin, yes. Yes, it's for me. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. 
Yes, just, just, just go ahead. Lay your hand on me. I'll be healed. And she was. She was. Hallelujah. She was. Now, what made the difference? The Word. The Word. Just one verse of Scripture. 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 Hallelujah. Tears glistened in her eyes as she looked up to me. Brother Egan, she said, please lay your hands on my head and pray. I'll be healed. We won't have to borrow. Now think about it. That's faith talking. We won't have to borrow that money from Mama for the operation. I won't have to have the operation. Yes, healing belongs to me. That's the title of the book, Healing Belongs to Us. Now how did she come to find out that healing belonged to her? From the Word. From the Word. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there's an interesting story here in connection with this. In that as I talked to her about divine healing, she told me she's a member of the First Baptist Church, a certain place, and she said, uh, you know, if divine healing was so, my pastor would preach it, you know, and he, he doesn't preach it, so it must not be so. So many times, see, people are not following really God or the Bible, they're following men. Well, men are at various stages of spiritual growth. And I said to her, you know, well, you know, your pastor may be walking in all the light he has and honest and sincere, just some things he may not have seen. I used to be a Baptist pastor. There were some things I didn't see. And so uh, I remember a year later then, actually I say a year later, it was actually 15 months later. I was preaching just three night service. Uh, four, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I mean, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four-night service in the Full Gospel Church in her town, 15 months later. And we laid hands on Monday night, Monday night, I laid hands on a man in a wheelchair, a man that was oh, somewhere around 55 years of age. I'd learned he'd been in that wheelchair seven years, had two strokes. I laid hands on him, he walked out of the wheelchair. Actually, I sat down in the wheelchair and he pushed me up and down the aisles of that Full Gospel Church. So I walked out on the platform because I had to stay back and pray till about the time they'd turn the service to me. And I walked out on the platform and sat down on the platform. There was a very distinguished looking gentleman. I sat down, uh, the, the, the song director is up leading a, a song just before they turned it to me, congregational singing. And the pastor is sitting right by my side and another very distinguished looking gentleman on the other side of him. And, and this pastor said, Brother Higgin, I want you to meet Reverend so-and-so pastor of the First Baptist Church. And he stooped over, you know, around this pastor and said, Brother Hagin, I've already apologized to this church. I won't apologize to you. He said, that man that was healed last night is a member of my church. I came downtown this morning, parked by the curb, started walking down the street, and here this man come walking down the street towards me. I didn't even know till then that he'd been in a wheelchair seven years. He said, that man, you see, had been tied to that wheelchair seven years. He had had two strokes of paralysis. If you go by our church... You know, and they had a, an old church with high steps, and you'll see a ramp built. That was built especially so he could put his wheelchair up into the church. And here he come walking down the street towards me. He said, I almost turned and started running. I thought of seeing ghosts. And I went to meet him, and I said, what happened? He, and before I could get to him, he started hollering out, I'm healed. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, heal me. And he said, we just hugged and shouted right there on the street. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's radio offer. First in this month's offer is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, How to Fulfill Your Destiny. Next is Kenneth E. Hagan's newly released DVD, This Is the Day. The last item is the study guide, Foundations for Faith, all for the price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can go to rhema.org. It's everything we do. You can read the Word of Faith magazine online. There's daily devotion. There's articles. You can download Word of Faith. You can go on demand there and watch Rama Praise or the church yes. services. Now, we have a Rama USA app for the iPhone, the iPad, uh, Android, Google Play, all of that. But we yes. live stream every service is found on the YouTube, the Rama channel. Yes. Or you can go to rama.tv or you can go to Facebook Live and get our church services. We also have Roku channel. Yes. We, we got over 70,000 subscribers on our Roku channel. Yes. Craig has a podcast. That's right. You can find out all this from information if you just go to rhema.org. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.